0: Hello and welcome to The Seventeen Podcast. This series follows the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and brings to life each of the goals through engaging conversations with stakeholders around the world to showcase the work going into goal activation. So I'm Fiona McIntyre. Let's change the world and let's do it together. Today we're joined by Jeremy Gilley the founder and advocate of Peace One Day. After a successful career in acting, in film and television, Jeremy founded the non-profit organisation Peace One Day to document his efforts to establish the first ever annual day of global ceasefire and non-violence with a fixed date. It was in September 2001 As a result of Jeremy's efforts, our General Assembly resolution was unanimously adopted by the UN states, establishing 21st of September as annual day of global ceasefire and non-violence on the UN International Day of Peace, Peace Day. So, Thank you so much for joining us, Jeremy. Um, you've been very busy over the last 20 years with everything you've been doing. I uh, just want to thank you for coming and sharing with us at this time. I think more than ever, um, conversations around peace and justice are, are really at the forefront of people's minds and with what's been happening recently. Um, but in general, understanding really what peace means is uh, is a big part of our lives. Um, so. Thank you for joining us today and I really appreciate you taking time to share with us.
1: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm delighted to uh, be able to talk with you. So thank you for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, one of the, one of the things that we really want to discuss and share is that, the, that this is Peace 1D um, and that with the Sustainable Development Goals, goal number 16, the definition of that goal being promoting peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, providing access to justice for all, and building effective, accountable, and inclusive institutions at all levels has been one of the parts of what's actually brought Peace Day to life. But the Sustainable Development Goals were actually created after Peace One Day. So I would love to hear from you, what inspired you and drove you to launch Peace 1D?
1: What inspired me? Well, I think that, you know, probably um, just kind of growing up. I mean, you know, ever since I, you know, came into the world like you, um, you know, you witness certain things, things happen at school, things happen at home, things happen in the wider world. And, um, you know, you you know, you try and make sense of all of those things. and I think that I was pretty confused um, uh, about, you know, the way in which human beings are behaving. You know, I, I, I also didn't really understand, you know, why we're doing what we're doing to the planet. You know, it's, it's, so I was kind of thinking about, you know, is, is the uh, destruction of the world inevitable? You know, I was kind of wondering if I should have children, if that's a responsible thing to do. I was kind of thinking, you know, is humankind like fundamentally evil? I mean, are we just, just going to destroy this place? So I was sort of, you know, why, why isn't there peace? I mean, why, why when we look out into the wider world do we see the things that we do? I don't really, you know, it doesn't make sense. And then I look at the weapons, and the nuclear weapons, and I mean, it's just the manifestation of what we've created is uh, it's kind of shocking, actually. So I was asking myself, you know, how do you really make sense of all of this? And the only skill that I have is that of a filmmaker you know that I'm I was an actor from the age of 12 as you mentioned um you know I pretty much dropped out of school at that point I have no qualifications i you know, when I was young I was badly dyslexic I was bottom of the class I you know I was really out of touch with with uh, what was going on in the classroom I I was kind of ridiculed in that space um and so I you know I so the, the only way out of all of that was to perform and and that's how I that's why I became an actor and a dancer, just to kind of get away from it all. Um, and then I, as I got older um, with the acting, I, I started making my own films because I was kind of thinking, you know, like the, the work that I was doing as an actor, what did it all really mean? You know, it's like you know, I was with the Royal Shakespeare Company for a few years and I was doing all of this work and it was like, you know, maybe maybe actually I can be creative, but actually make my own films. And that's when all of this sort of started because I started to think, well, yeah, I'm going to make my own films and I'm going to be really constructive and positive. And, you know, I'm going to tackle issues through the filmmaking, you know, of, uh, that, that are going to be, that are really interesting to me. So I'll, I'll make films that would kind of start to answer some of my questions. So it's a kind of a natural journey, you know, from being an actor to being a filmmaker to realising that this space could be the space where I explore the issues that I'm thinking about, and after making a load of films that nobody nobody purchased them, you know, <laughs> nobody was interested in my films. Yeah. Um, uh, although my first film, in fact, did play at the Edinburgh Film Festival, which was great. Yeah. Um, and um, and then I started, so I and then I so I'd made a number of films, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to make a film about peace. Um, and it was through the thinking of what, what would a film about peace be like? You know, my, my initial idea was I'll go around the world and I'll speak to young and old and wise and rich and you know, poor and whatever it is. And I just speak to all kinds of interesting individuals to say, look, how do you make sense of everything? Okay. And maybe what their, their explanation of how you make sense of the world that we live in would then help me on my journey. And of course the viewer would be helped as well because the viewer would witness the film. But I was, the, 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 you know, that became a bit kind of free-ranging and a bit amorphous. It was a bit kind of like, you know, it didn't really have a kind of a journey. It didn't have a beginning and a middle and an end. There was nothing. I was really ultimately okay. I would be, you know, uh, learning through, through what people were saying. But, um, you know, it, 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 it sort of just needed more than, than just a series of answers. So I started to think about, well, where was the starting point for peace? And that was when the idea came. I suddenly thought, okay, well, there's no, there's no real starting point for peace. There's no, there's no Peace Day. There's no moment of global unity. There's no moment of intercultural cooperation. There's no moment when the world comes together as one. You know, uh, you know, in, and I thought, well, that's incredible. You know, maybe, I, maybe actually, what I could do is I could make a film about trying to create. The first ever day of peace, the first ever day of ceasefire and non-violence, with a fixed calendar date, and see if I can have that idea voted by every government of the world, you know, at the United Nations. Mm. And so that's how it all began, really. So you know, it all began because I was kind of confused and frightened, and you know, finding it difficult to you know make sense of everything that's going on in the world. And my film camera became uh, became the kind of uh, uh, the way it's of understanding, true. yeah, my tool.
0: Love that. And it was this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. This year is your twentieth anniversary of Peace Day being passed.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, last year was the twentieth uh, anniversary. Last year, twenty mm-hmm. first of September,
0: nineteen
1: ninety nine, was the twenty year celebration. We began uh, twenty years ago uh, at Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. Um, and Mark Rylance, now Sir Mark Rylance, launched Peace One Day with me at Shakespeare's mm-hmm. Globe Theatre. He was the, uh, I think, the, uh, artistic director in there at the time, mm-hmm. and also a man called Ahmed Fawzi from the United Nations, who was the director of the United Nations Information Centre in London. And so the three of us launched Peace One Day 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody was there, nobody, nobody turned up. I mean, this, this whole story is told in my film, well, and there's a number of films that I've made, but the one that people should watch is probably The Day After Piece. It's a, an 82-minute-long feature film. Uh, but when we began, nobody was there. And so it was really lovely to go back 20 years later. And what was nice is that I, you know, I, I, mean, I sort of built a show uh, to celebrate the 20 years, which was a kind of a story of the entire 20 years. So, you know, Mark Rylance and Ahmed Fawzi opened the show, and then it sort of, it just, you know, all of the different incredible characters and individuals that I've supported myself and Peace One Day over the 20 years all came to the globe. And it was just incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and then, and of course, as we, as we told the story of the 20 years, then amazing artists and uh yeah we're singing sting sting headlined the show for us and the incredible Mm -hmm. emily sunday and others many others Um, it was beautiful it was beautiful it was a really it was a really amazing celebration
0: yeah
1: yeah it was pretty incredible
0: so on that you so you you started out where it was a struggle in school and and you actually mentioned you were ridiculed in school that was a driving force for you and i think a lot of people have experienced bullying or being being Mm -hmm. kind of looked at or scrutinized or ridiculed for something that they're not confident about and then that automatically can, can affect them. Um how then and what and was there anything from that time that has allowed you to make sure that you kept focused on this because it's been a journey, you know, and I think as um as an entrepreneur or a creative or whoever, I think anyone listening, how do you keep going? You know, when we are ridiculed or when it's tough times, I mean, you've been going for 20 years and you've now, you've done some incredible work, but there's times at which aren't always easy. How have you managed to keep going?
1: Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I haven't found it difficult to, to kind of keep going really because I'm so, um, it's been such an incredible experience and I've met so many people who were really in terrible situations. I mean, I've travelled to, um, I think uh, yeah, like 133 more countries in the 20 years, and I, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, uh, you know, some stuff I wish I hadn't seen. Um, and you know, when you when you when you see people in you know sort of really desperate situations, you know, and you run a camera and you talk to them, you know. I, I've always been very conscious that I, you know, I, I could walk away, but they, you know, they couldn't. And, um, and I've, and I've always sort of said to myself and I've, and I felt this very deeply, um, that on behalf of those that couldn't walk away, I had a, a duty and a responsibility, uh, to keep going because, you know, I, for some reason, I, 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 I had that privilege and I need to be, very conscious of that and also you know, it's, you know it's a pretty you know it's a pretty remarkable fit situation to find yourself in I mean I mean I'm you know I'm really lucky you know to have had this journey um I mean like incredible like really incredible to to have uh, to to have met everybody and to have seen the resolution created and then to do what we did in Afghanistan and and now to have so many people involved in it, I mean, I, I you know, I really feel very blessed uh, that uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I, I, I was given this opportunity. So, mm. you know, for those people, you know, that's that's why you keep going, and also just like this inner, you know, this inner, uh, you know, you know, energy that I have, this kind of passion that I have, you know, for sort of peace and justice, mm. like, you know. I think I really know what darkness is. Uh,
0: mm.
1: And so that, that, you know, so, so, so when you're into situations like that and, uh, you know, truth and through truth and justice, you know, truth, you know, is, is a really incredible thing. So, you know, I kind of quite, this this is not, this is not light for me. You know what I mean? This is like really, it's, it's in every bit of me this burning desire to kind of fight for peace and justice and, and just absolutely never give up. You know, I mean, we have our target for the next five years of three billion people aware. I know what the consequences are of that success and the amount of lives it will impact. And so, like you know, it was like wow. You know, it's a little bit like if you're into jumping out of aeroplanes, somebody says, "Well, you know, I'll pay you for the next five years to do it. You'd be over the moon, wouldn't you?" (laughs) You know, I'm like, I'm over the moon, man. That I that, that I actually can do this. I mean, I'm really, really excited about you know next chapter.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. And you just talked about peace justice as well and and the 133 countries you've seen in the last 20 years. And so, I mean, the United Nations state specifically as well that peace significantly reduces all forms of violence and violent related deaths around the world in the 133 countries you've been to and in the journey in general, um, close to home and far from home, has it been evident to you that that's the case, that peace really can significantly reduce violence?
1: Oh yeah, I mean a hundred percent, yeah. I mean you know when we're we're doing things, I mean like you've only got to take a situation, you know in the home, I mean the bulk of violence that's going to happen today is going to happen in the home, community, school, and place of work. You know, that's where it's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A percentage of the violence that happens today would happen in an area of conflict, we know that. But the bulk of it is going to happen in the home, community, school, and place of work, everywhere in the world, every city, every country. Uh, so, you know, if we as a family are, you know just, you know are, if we're all talking and if we're around the table you know respecting one another and supporting one another and, and and telling each other that we you know we love each other and you know that we're you know that we're all going to get through this together and you know if that's the sort of dialogue that's happening then that that's manifesting peace and with with that kind of dialogue and that sense that we are a family we're united and we support each other to develop and grow well then you know that 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 reduces violence because somebody isn't going to get smacked in the face or
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know physically or, or or emotionally uh psychologically abused
0: yes That's a uh, practical and... effects as well like they have practical <clears throat> effects every day
1: yeah so so yes so so dialogue and being around the table in our communities and in our workspaces. I mean you know yeah it has a massive impact doesn't it? I mean it's a, it's, a, it's an obvious thing. And that's just the truth of it. When people are around the table you know that's, you know talking peacefully then then clearly uh, then that's going to reduce violence. I mean you know the sustainable development goals there are 17 of them and you talked earlier about goal 16 which is about peace and justice. For me obviously you know i mean in, i'm into peace and everyone's into peace i'm into a more peaceful and sustainable world we all are but i think for the goals to be a success one of the goals that's the sort of starting point to the goals being a success is um peace and justice and sort of peace and justice if we can create peace and justice mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a strong you know, rule of law across the entire world then we will be able to tackle all of the other goals whether it's life below water or life you know a life on land or you know whatever it might be poverty education Mm. but it starts with us being around the table it starts with us collaborating it starts with us being in partnership which is goal 17 very important goal you know when we're in partnership then you know we're in a great place
0: absolutely i couldn't agree more actually i find that I think all the the goals are all built to intertwine, as we know. Um, And I know you and I have spoken about this before, but Goal 17 and 16 are two of the biggest ones that I think are important. In fact, Goal 17 in a way has brought us together. Goal 16 is something we can connect on too. Um, And it's a learning and people are learning about how these goals affect their own lives. And when we spoke and when you're speaking, it's about home community, schools, and the place of work, people can really connect to that on an individual level. Nonviolence doesn't just happen in war zones; it happens at home, um, and so yes, it's happening around the world. Um, but and we just talked about some of the practical, um, the practicals of that, which you said dialogue, talking, being around a table, and that comes into many different scenarios. Um, as you've travelled around the world with this. Have you had pivotal moments that shape not just your life, but then the growth of what Peace One Day should be and how it should look and what are the elements you should be focusing on to bring this peace in partnership to different people in different areas around the world?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, there's been... um... There have been lots of moments that have um, that have uh, shaped my journey. Uh, I mean, re- really, it kind of—I would have said—it is kind of started in Somalia. You know, in the beginning, in nineteen ninety-nine, when it was all launched, I was in Somalia. I think it was in May two thousand. So quite quickly, you know, I was in Somalia, uh, not far from Mogadishu near Padoa and um you know I saw stuff I mean I saw the situation there with, at that particular time was not good right I mean there was there wasn't any infrastructure there was I mean they had some roads of course they did but they there was no hospital there was there was nothing really I mean the, the hospital that I was in uh with these with these people was was an old art gallery um, I mean, it was just—it was just incredible. A lot of, you know, a lot of people who just didn't have homes. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people who were like really hungry, and there were some people who clearly weren't going to last very long at all. And and I think so from a sort of a kind of a you know, a fairly sort of um, you know, middle of the road upbringing. You know, uh, you know, sort of I was embarking on this journey, this film to make, you know, to make this film about you know, creating this day, you know, and then then I found myself in that kind of a situation and suddenly the reality really hit me. It's like, wow, you know, uh, I, I, I really, I really, I did, you know, I sort of, I'd seen it on the TV. I, I, was, I was there at Live Aid in Wembley when Geldof did that show. I mean, I, I was 16, I think, at the time and I was obviously blown away by what he did and, and we all saw those images, but suddenly to sort of be... Be there with the, those people in those terrible situations and, and holding you know little kids that just whether they made it I, don't, I have no idea but it didn't look like they were going to and uh, and, and all of that was like really right in the beginning it was a real like it was a real awakening and that actually, when I mentioned to you earlier about that feeling, privilege to be able to just sort of walk away, turn the camera on, film a situation, walk away. You know, I've done that. I've done that so many times, thousands and thousands of times. I've gone and found the darkness, and I've filmed it and I've walked away. And there's something that's a bit not right about that. You know, if you're if you're not coming from the right place. And um, Somalia was the the awakening of that thinking of like, no, mate. You know this isn't a game, this is serious stuff and if you're going to do that kind of thing then then you need to walk away and, and, and on, on their behalf work extremely hard to see if there's anything that we can do to you know make a slight difference to the terrible situations that so many face and so yes that was that was really it. you know what I mean that that was the beginning of that kind of thinking where you know we're actually Like, you know, I don't, you know, I thought, okay, well, I'll just devote the rest of my life to this. You know, this isn't about a film. Yeah, I'd like Mm -hmm. to make it. I wanted to. Everything was about film prior to that moment. But then in that moment, something else took over. It was like, hang on a minute. This is more than a film. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm, going to make this work. I'm not just going to make a film about failing, failing to create a dead piece, which is what I originally thought. I didn't think it would be successful. I didn't think we'd create the day piece. I thought I'll just make a film about failing and I'll show how messed up the whole world is. Um, and of course, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Instead, That became a big success and it became bigger than, is it bigger than you ever imagined? When you see the growth. Well,
1: yeah, I don't really like, I don't really, I don't really even think about it, to be honest. Like, I, I, get that it's, I get that you know, there's millions, you know, well, there's probably one, well, we know how many people. It's about 1.4 4 billion people are now fully aware that the twenty first of September is a day of peace. But to have one point four billion people aware, that's exposure of billions, billions. So yeah, over the twenty years, we've told an awful lot of people after, you know, just every single day. Grafting away, you know, thinking of whatever we can do to just get the message out there to the people of the world. So yeah, it is—it it's, is pretty incredible, that's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um it doesn't—I I feel like really in it. You know what I mean? I don't feel like oh, like you know, uh, you know, sort of really clever or hey, haven't I done well? I, I'm not. I mean, I'm just totally not in that space. I actually, I feel vulnerable you know, I feel kind of weak at times, you know, I feel like, you know, this isn't, this is easy, you know what I mean, this isn't like some kind of simple situation, you know, this is like constant, constant hard work, it's not a pleasant ride, you know, like how some people can be successful, and then they're just like, they got loads of money, and they're just cruising along, and it's like, oh wow, look at their life, you know, that's just, that's just not what it's like for me. I I am worrying every day about money. I'm worrying about, you know, can I keep the organization going? You know, for 20 years, I've been like that. Still like that now.
0: (laughs) And then that comes down to the sustainable development goals too, because we have to look within ourselves and be like, how do we stay sustainable? The world needs you. Peace (laughs) day needs you. How, like, and I don't even know if you can answer this question fully right now, but. How do you create or how can we create the sustainable side behind development like this, behind world-changing development? You used a tool and your tools. You used a tool of a camera and your internal tools, which was filmmaking, to create this. You must be able to look after yourself to continue. And I think that has to be an underlying element of growth and development. What helps you keep sustainable? Like, do you need more sustainability around you to keep Peace Day sustainable? Yeah.
1: I mean, the truth is, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, the only thing that I need, the only thing that I, I need is fuel. You know, I just need fuel. I mean, I, I need, you know, it's like you know, having a racing car and, you know, it can go pretty quick and we can drive it really well and it's beautiful but uh, without any fuel in it, you know, it's it's, it's sat in the garage, you know. I mean, it's not really sat in the garage for very long. But, you know, I've only seemed to be able to run one sort of race at a time, you know what I mean? But look, it's, you know, it is what it is, you know. It's an interesting thing, um, the sustainable side. You know, listen, I'd love it if somebody came along and said, hey, man, um, you know, what, what do you need for the next five years? Million a year or whatever it is, and here we go. Okay, here's you know here's the, here's the money for the next five years. You know, just go for it, man. You know, be really accountable. Show me how every penny is spent. Complete transparency, of course. But just go for it. Just deliver that three billion people. You know, and I could that's, I could just do that. And the money that I need is just nothing. But I don't really have any of it. You know, I'm you know I'm trying to I'm trying to work out can I net last the next three months. But the point is, it's like, that's okay. You know, that is just like how it is. Where it's either a mistake on my part. And that's, you know, there's some parts of this journey that I've been good at. And there's some parts that clearly I haven't been good at. The fundraising, the fundraising is, you know, one part that I'm not very good at, obviously. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like, you know when you climb you know it's just like climbing a mountain isn't it you know it's you know it's tough when it's really tough is when it's actually most interesting you know this you know it's like uh, it never makes me you know i never want to give up you know i'm not like okay well the money's going to run out literally i could be i could have the administrator calling me maybe three weeks i owe this person money this person money if they call that money in I could find myself in administration pretty quick, like amazing. But I actually, you know, that's that's like when the rope snaps. You know, you, you you don't kind of go, oh, well, you know, you go, okay, well, how can I resolve this issue? Let me ring that person before they ring me. You know, <laughs> let me be, you know, <laughs> that. let me. What's... <laughs> yeah, always. I mean, it's a really, really important thing. If you owe anybody money, don't wait for them to ring you. Always ring them like way, way before. The 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 problem comes. I find that you know with people that you owe money to, the more you communicate with them quickly, to keep them informed, then, then the, the better chance that you have of uh, surviving. <sighs> so yes, I think it's just a part of it. You know, life throws lots of difficult things at you, and it's constantly going to things that you never anticipated or expected could, could happen this afternoon, could happen tomorrow. You've just got to be ready for it right you just got to be ready for it you got to go okay well look in this dark moment how am I going to face it and take a deep breath and go right you know what am I going to learn in this moment how am I going to get out of this situation and that's when you kind of grow and you become equipped mm-hmm. to you know face bigger challenges you know that's kind of like what I'm into I'm yeah, into yeah. this kind of thinking yeah. Yeah. this is what I'm into
0: yeah, and, and on that then, going into dark space just a little, with what has been happening the last two weeks around Black Lives Matter and with George Floyd's death. And that being actually captured on film, you know, and, and a story being told through film. And that not being peaceful, you know, that was really an act of unjust and, and a lack of peace. Do you feel like you could understand that situation or connect with it or feel an under, feel there was an opportunity to see past just what's happened and actually grow from this, from your experience as well?
1: Listen, I think that, you know, it's such a terrible, <clears throat> it's such a terrible thing that we all witnessed, wasn't it? For that, for that man, for George. And for you know thousands and thousands of people before and thousands after and <sighs> there are so many uh you know awful things that are going on. Now you know it's it, you know, it's a tragedy, isn't it? But it, there's a you know, human beings are not you know, sort of what we imagine them to be, right? I mean look at what we've kind of created you know look at what we've created you know, with the weapons of destruction and the way in which there is so many people in, in terrible situations such inequality you know um you know, people not having enough resources people going hungry not having anywhere to live no electricity no hospital care you know They're not clean, they're just like... I mean, there are so many people in such a terrible place. I've been to so many displacement camps. I mean, it's just like
0: terrible. Have you been able to find positive? You know, in those dark moments, trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel or the positive that can come out of that, have you been able to then tailor your thinking because of peace one day as well, being able to say, okay, these aren't good situations, but the positives of these situations are (laughs) (laughs) in the hardest of hard zones.
1: Yeah, no, no, look, I mean, of course there is all sorts of, uh, positive things. Uh, you know, I mean, look, you know, as much as it's dark, it's also, uh, You know, it's also
0: incredibly beautiful. One of the things, um, education plays a big role in behavioural change. And I know it plays a big role for Peace One Day. Because without the education part, we can't connect to that courage. You know, we can't connect to the understanding. Um, And you have really spent a great deal of time educating people over the last 20 years on many different levels but how has education brought peace and how has peace and um, able to help educate
1: um so look, educate educa- look education is it ev- education is absolutely everything um i mean this is like you know if there was one if there was one sort of last thing that i could do if somebody said to you okay well look you know you can have one wish what would it be before you go, it would be to give a kind of a free education resource to every young person on the planet to equip them and give them the tools, you know, required to tackle the issue of the manifestation of a more peaceful and sustainable world. I mean, there's no, there's no question about, you know, you talked about the terrible situation that happened in America. Or if you look at, you know, all sorts of situations that are happening to to people, you know, and to the planet, the only way that we're going to see, you know, a kind of a real shift in consciousness around these issues is if we, from a very young age, you know, teach young people to do things differently. Yeah, that's the only way. Everything else is, it's just not real. You know, we, you know, it has to happen. From day one and I think that's really if you know if humanity has a chance of surviving it will be because there's a in the next 10 years maybe 15 there's a you know some really enlightened people who are running the world who go right okay we're gonna have this kind of global lesson plan that is all about equipping the youngsters to be the kind of Jedi's required to manifest peace and sustainability do you know what I mean that's that, that's that's it so Peace Friday, Day, what have we done? Well, from the very beginning, 20 years ago, I was always on the road, I was always in schools from, from day one, you know, in the schools talking to them. What do they think about a day of peace? Do they think it will work? What do they think the benefits might be, you know, et cetera. And, and, and I mean, just constantly, I've spoken to hundreds of thousands of young people in all of those countries that I've been to, constantly talking with young people about these issues and really firing them up and letting them know that when you fall down, you know, and you fail, that's just like, that's the moment. That's the interesting moment, you know, winning the race. That's just, that's, 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 that's kind of interesting, but it ain't that interesting. It's much more interesting that you fall down, and you know, come last, you like, wow, you know, how am I going to deal with this? And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I, you know, I, I, I'm really into this, you know, I'm really into this space and, and, um, that led to us creating a whole series of lesson plans, you know, to inspire and empower a new generation of peacemakers. We first of all published them, we did it with Scholastic out of America, which, you know, massive. You know, then we started when we went online and then we had them in like nine, you know, the, the six official languages of the United Nations. Then we did more languages. You know, then we've seen teachers using them in, I don't know, 131 countries where we've seen teachers. You know, we know that young people are celebrating the day in every single country of the world, every member state of the United Nations. I mean, it's, this is it. This is the specs. This is, this is the most interesting thing. Most definitely, most definitely. <laughs>
0: And you have a little daughter who I don't doubt knows all about peace. So have you been able to see her journey of learning and being educated about peace, not just through you, but through your, your films and the work that you do? And have you seen a difference? Have you been able to feel that difference personally as well?
1: Yeah, no, my, you know, my
0: little, yeah I mean, yeah,
1: my little girl is obviously, is like my inspiration. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, you know, obviously do you have children
0: i do not know
1: yeah well i mean you know when you do if you do when you do uh you know it kind of becomes a really pretty important reason to get up doesn't it you know it's pretty it's pretty massive and uh and so yes if she's you know she's a you know a big driver for me in relation to you know kind of keeping going um, but most of my, our time, you know, our time that we spend together is, you know, is peaceful and beautiful and funny. You know, we laugh our heads off at each other. Um, but you know, we don't really have, we kind of do have conversations about peace day and peace one day, but also we kind of keep it just, you know, natural and sweet, you know, she knows what's going on. She's super intelligent, like really intelligent, much more intelligent than I am you know she's like really i don't know what she's going to go off and do in life but you know boy it's going to be pretty incredible i'm sure she's yeah she's something else something else wow.
0: peaceful I'm, I'm sure it's a natural oh, yeah. it's a natural i think when you understand peace and you know justice and you and you accept what is right and and what what's peaceful and what's not peaceful and then you automatically just embody that and that's where a lot of change comes from so what's nice is she's obviously brought up in a peaceful environment so that it gives her the space to be peaceful too which is what we hope for the whole world it's what we hope we hope that through education as children grow they they can become peaceful themselves and so then pass on that peace so that in times of trouble or in times of violence someone can stand forward and be that peace yeah initiatives and collaborations I know Peace One Day continues to encourage organisations and individuals to reduce violence at home um, and in the workplace and in schools and in communities and I think during this current pandemic there has, it's kept a lot of us at home and as we have started to hear and as we are aware um, this potentially has affected peace in the home and it's affecting people's lives. Have you been witness to that or been a, or do you know what's, how that can be going on at this time where we're stuck at home during a pandemic and peace needs to be number one but a lot of people are struggling to find peace and therefore at the core element of peace which is in home which is where it starts there's lack of it. Could you comment on that and are there ways to bring peace into the home?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, listen, I think that the situation, um, you know, because we're very aware of the fact that most of the violence that happens, happens in the home community school and the place of work, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we had the, the real privilege of working with people like Baroness Scotland, who is now the Secretary General of the Commonwealth. But when I started working with her, and I think it was way back in, I don't know, twenty ten, something like that, twenty eleven, um, and she she has a wonderful organisation, uh, the Eliminate Domestic Violence Campaign (EDV), and we teamed up together, you know, all those years ago, to utilise the day to decrease violence, you know, uh, in the home, and we forged a coalition of literally hundreds. Hundreds, I think. I think it got to about 460, you know, domestic violence sort of organisations who are really tackling this head on. And we brought them all together and created this amazing coalition. And on the day of peace, uh, you know, information was being spread wide and far, uh, and, and awareness of um, domestic violence is a lifesaver because for many people you know, who are caught in that kind of a situation, if you can give them access to information, that access to information may well you know, get them out of a terrible situation, yeah? So awareness of the issue is actually a lifesaver in itself in some cases. Um, so yeah, uh, so having gone through that process for many years and thought about this area in, in you know, quite a lot of detail, when this COVID scenario unfolded and we were all going to be locked down in our homes, it was pretty clear, you know, that what we were then going to see was an increase in violence because for those people who, you know, where the the finances are really tough and they've, you know, they're in a relationship that might not be, you know, at its best. And now they're suddenly confined into one space. They can't go out. Um you know maybe they've got children uh, maybe they're financially struggling I mean all of those you know elements you know are kind of almost like the perfect storm right to see a whole lot of um, you, know, t- you know violence uh, psychological physical you know unfold and and sh- sure enough, of course that is has you know, that is what's happened right I mean we know that. We know that the calls to help lines have increased uh, massively. Uh, you know, when when the lockdown happened, you know, there was an increase in violent incidents. Uh, the, the the help lines, you know, there was an increase. I mean, that was in the news. We all, we all know that. So, you know, although it, was, or it has been absolutely tragic for all of those people who have lost their lives and have been affected by COVID, there was also a terrible situation unfolding as a as a direct consequence of it as well that was also for many just uh, horrific so we at that point started to think okay well is there any anything that we can do to kind of contribute like so many have been thinking and so we created a load of homeschool lesson plans um, you know around different issues for food poetry um, art uh, you know Peace and sustainability. Uh, you know, di- different homeschool plans. I think we've, we've got seven of them now. They're on peacefundday.org in, in the education section. And, you know, they're things that you know, parents can do with their children whilst they're you know, homeschooling. Uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty terrible situation you know, that we've all been experiencing. But actually, I think, you know, out, out of all of it as well has been this, you know, very reflective period, hasn't there? You know, where we've all been able to have a really big think about okay, well, you know, do I need, What what can I reevaluate? What can I do differently? You know, what has this lockdown taught me? you know, about my travel or my movement or do I need to be in an office? Do I not need to be in an office? Has it brought me closer to my family? I've seen them so much more or I haven't seen them, you know. I mean, it's like, there's it, you know, it's a, and also just the space to kind of go, well, what's the vision look like, you know, when people create vision boards, you know, and they say, okay, well, what do the next five years look like? I've always done everything on kind of the five-year plans. I've always done five-year plans pretty much for years, for a long time probably 30 years I've gone right what's the next five years look like what I want to achieve at that point you know and uh and and kind of like lay out a really good strategy I mean I'm really clear of exactly what I want to achieve in the next five years you know some of the byproducts of that some of the sort of you know the results of that how I'm going to measure that you know
0: And on that then, so, well, I mean, Peace Day, Peace One Day's 21st anniversary celebration is the 21st of September this year, um, which was due to be in New York, but will now be hosted online, um, which is, I think, the new way of of connecting, which is a wonderful way to actually all be together around the world at this time. And the goal for 2025 is to reach 3 billion people with the message of Peace Day. But what's your mission for this year? What's your goal for coming online, coming together, 21st anniversary, to help you and help Peace One Day get to that five-year plan?
1: Um, well, I, I uh, you know, it's, yeah, we were going to do a bit, we were going to do our, yeah, so the show this year that we were going to do, the experience that we create. So, you know, look, the world is doing things, you know, but whether it's faiths or whether it's NGOs or whether it's schools or whether it's, Governments or UN agencies or humanitarian organizations or unions or mayors or, you know, whatever it is, people know, many know, 1.4 billion people are fully aware that the day is the day. And they they mark it, right? The Pope has spoken about the day before. The Dalai Lama has spoken about the day. Chief rabbis have spoken. I mean, it's sort of in the system, right? That's what institutionalization is, yeah? So it doesn't need me anymore. What will, you know, in five years' time, the day will be famous, I will a normal peace one day. We are completely irrelevant. What's relevant is that it's Peace Day, it's like Mother's Day. Nobody really knows about Mrs. Jarvis, you know, who has the idea for Mother's Day, but we know it's Mother's Day, you know, and that's how it is, right? That's just the story. It's going to be exactly the same. I know it's going to be exactly the same with Peace Day. Peace Day is what's being made famous. That's fantastic. So, you know, what, so as well as the things that are going on, you know, in the world on the day, in all sorts of wonderful ways, people will do things, um, and of course, I have some really interesting conversations with some massive networks that I'm having at the moment, actually. like I mean, I'm like talking about some of the biggest networks in the world, you know, where yesterday I'm with, the, you know, with really amazing people, right, in, in charge of these enormous networks. And that, So, of course, you have to do some of that work. And that's very, very important. But what we also have to do is bring the work to life and so as a producer I've worked with Jude and last year I worked with Mark Rylance, and I worked with him again, so Mark Rylance and Jude and we produce stuff and we, we share ideas and we will create kind of a digital experience this year unlike anything that we've ever done before with the greatest set of partnerships that we've ever had you know, so teaming up with uh, the UN75 because the United Nations is 75 years old uh, you know, on 21st of September this year that uh, the SDG Global Action Campaign so we've teamed up with the SDG Global Action Campaign. Incredible. Pathfinders, you know, amazing. You know, very, very clever individuals. That pathfinders are really looking about reducing violence and very focused on Goal 16. You know, we're teaming up with the Stanford University, the Peace and Innovation Lab that we've teamed up with, teaming up with the Bingham Centre for the Rule of Law. I mean, like, it blows me away that I mean, you know, that I can even say those things, right? All of those orgs are partners, and it's, and it's wonderful, uh, you know, that we, all of us together, are going to create an experience where there are a whole series of panels, you know, where the great minds, you know, people who are really at the top of their game a very knowledgeable you know in relation to how what role can technology play in humanity's survival what what role is women are women going to play uh, what you know a, 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 a huge discussion and panel on peace of mind because if i haven't got peace of mind how can i really celebrate peace day you know i mean all these sorts of amazing panels and actors and musicians and you know interviews and it all plays itself out you know, for the entire day on the 21st September. So that's what we're producing right now. It's about, you know, sort of, I don't know, 18, 90 contributors, you know, who are across the entire world with a whole sort of technical team, you know, who are kind of putting all of that together, right? Who really know what they're doing technically, who really understand what a true sort of digital experience is other than just saying, oh, well, it's a digital experience. I mean, that's actually, you know, behind the scenes, there's an awful lot of work that goes into that stuff. So, you know, I, I, I am really into producing content uh, on the 21st that's constructive, that's kind of cutting edge, that's really inspirational, that's really constructive, that's really informative, that's really engaging, that's really inspiring, you know, that, that, you know, and also, you know, kind of cutting to the people of the world who are actually acting. So whether it's peacekeepers or whether it's environmentalists or whether it's you know uh um, you know school children or whether it's people p- praying in places of worship or you know or, or or whatever it is they want to do singing dancing you know b- participating in in cyber non-violence activity you know that's really like I'm, I'm really fired up at the idea of this kind of you know kind of greatest show on earth concept a show that is about the people who are like you know who are working to to, to create a more peaceful and sustainable world. That that kind of content really excites me. I can hear So
0: it. that's exactly what I'm doing.
1: You know, I get off the phone with you and you know I just get on it on the next call, on the next call, on the next call, you know, just that's it. That's all I'm doing.
0: And on that note, I am I want what for anyone listening and for, for takeaways, what can we do to spread peace? for the 21st of September. What can we do in the lead up? What can we do in the day? What are some takeaways? What would you like us to go away from listening to this and go, this is what we're going to do?
1: Um,
0: as I... individuals, as communities, as organizations.
1: Yeah, um, well, I think that uh, basically, look, it's an, if an individual, when an individual listens to your program, you know, look, it would be really helpful if they followed our social media. I mean, like, if they want to help, if they want to directly support Peace One Day, right? They want to say, mm-hmm. okay, well, i just heard that story. Yeah, that was quite cool. Yeah, and I will help this guy, yeah? And his friends. Well, one thing that they can do is they, if they follow the Instagram accounts and the Facebook and the Twitter and, the, you know, click on YouTube occasionally, you know, all of that, you know, go to the LinkedIn, you know, connect on LinkedIn. All of these numbers count, yeah? They really count. They're like really, actually, massively important. So following us on social media would be really incredible. And I'll say thank you in advance to anybody who does. Um, uh, so I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is just kind of like, look, you know, people who are listening to this have got families, they've got friends, they're they're at work, they're going to work, they, they, you know, they're doing things in the community. It's like start thinking now about what you're going to do on the 21st of September. You know, what is it that you're going to do? You know, you're going to bring the family together. Are you going to bring some friends together in the sort of a, whatever the sort of social distancing looks like at that point? Are you going to do something in your place of worship? Are you going to do something through sport? Are you going to, you, are you going to sing? Are you going to join in the cyber nonviolence? violence? You know, would you bring your work colleagues together? You know, I mean, it's like there are so many ways to manifest peace. Are you going to go out and plant trees? Are you going to go out and pick, clean the beaches? Because all of it is related, right? I mean, if we're protecting our resources, that in effect is about protecting each other. You can't, you can't have sustainability without peace and you can't have peace without being sustainable. So people could do all sorts of wonderful things, reduce energy on the day. I mean, like whatever it is, it, it is what manifests a more peaceful and sustainable world. So I think people should be really creative and go, you know what? We're gonna have an incredible day on the 21st of September. We're gonna, you know, we'll, we'll watch the broadcast for a little bit and you know, we'll see some of those amazing thinkers. But actually my family, we're going to like really strengthen up you know we're going to come together we're going to do something we're going to share some food we're going to tell some stories and we're going to talk about like how important it is that we are strong as a family you know because if we're strong as families then that affects our communities and that's what affects countries i mean it all starts with yourself you know Maybe some people are just going to have peace of mind. Maybe some people are just going to meditate and they're just going to be quiet and they're just going to like, you know, be, you know, really kind to themselves. Who knows? But get ready, man. Do it. Do it on the day. and Have a beautiful time.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing how much imagination comes to this space. And I know the online um, program is going to be incredible. Uh, we'll be sharing all that and I'll make sure to share every possible way to connect with you and Peace One Day following this as well. Um, and I guess one of my last questions before we maybe talk about some takeaways and some key points is that one of the one of the things I often share is that my superpower is cam so calm being my superpower in in environments where sometimes it's chaos finding calm. Um Jeremy you've established Peace One Day a movement that will touch 3 billion lives by 2025 it's already touched 1.4 that we know uh, 1.4 billion and more that we don't even realize. How and what would you say is your superpower?
1: Um well i don't know i i think probably you know i i think my family i mean i think my little girl right i mean yeah that's that's uh you know that's a reason to get up that's a reason to really focus that's a you know you know i have a responsibility to 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 protect her and to look after her and, um you know that's that's huge so that's going to that's going to like really make me think right and and care you know massively um so that that's that's one thing and i think that the the other is of course those those people who just uh don't have the ability to walk away i mean you know i've said it you know quite a few times today that is definitely you know what kind of drives me um
0: and yeah i mean Yeah, I mean, I can't
1: really think of much
0: more, you know. I
1: mean, other than yeah. that, and also just finding, my, just finding my own beautiful moments, like, you know, just finding peace. I was just thinking, I was surfing yesterday at about six thirty in the morning, and it was incredible. And I just like, I feel a certain peace when I'm on the water and just like riding a wave. You know what I mean? Like. It was just like beautiful. So I kind of sort of like, it's a sort of set of priorities. It would be my little girl, and then it would be, you know, kind of like the people that I I feel I had a duty to kind of work for. And then the third piece would be about being able to find my own piece, you know, but it would be in that order.
0: Amazing. And I think what you maybe, from knowing you and having some other conversations with you too, and getting to know you more, storytelling. Is, uh, and being able to share this story that is a real life story and bringing it to life, not just through film, not just through words, but through action. You're an action taker. You make action. And I think you're a stronger, more superhero than you would than you even realize. Um, and I think the work that you've done has touched even more lives than you will ever know. I think we can talk about ripple effect. Ripple effect is what you don't even see. You know so when the numbers say one point four or three of three billion, sorry, you know it's a lot more. We can multiply that by ten. And so on that note, I want to say thank you for that. Um, and thank you for sharing with us today and and creating a space for us to talk about peace, not just at home, not just an area of, of conflict, but real life, every day, in everyone around the world's situation um and so i think just in this it'd be like what are three things that you would love people to walk away with from our from our conversation um not just listen, not just um watching the movie which we're going to make sure everyone everyone watches which is the day after peace but what three things can people do um, to be more peaceful um and to live a more peaceful life
1: well, look, I think that um, I've got three things that, I mean, listen, in the context of our conversation, you know, I think that people could say, do you know what? I'm going to put the 21st of September in my diary right now. And that's probably an electronic diary. And I think on the uh, computers, certainly my assistant knows how to do it. She's, but she's amazing. Um, you can have a r- repeat repeat thing right so you know you put it in you can say hey well you know for the next 20 years that's going to be in there so I I would think that number one would be you know put the 21st in your diary I think number two would be to you know bring the family together on that day you know I think that's got to be like the number one thing you know and if people don't have any family around them which is you know obviously you know very for for many will be the case Uh, they're away from home then, then, you know, bring some friends around you, you know, so family friends on the 21st create some kind of very special moment. And then the third would be, you know, uh, you know maybe just wider than the family kind of planning an activity. And I, and I say those three things because it really is, you know, I really think that the world should have a moment of global unity. There should be a time when this world comes together as one in a kind of shared declaration of peace you know, the true moment of kind of intercultural cooperation, you know, which the academics say is the key to humanity's survival. I, I, I think that we should all stand at the top of this mountain and see the beautiful view of another 364 mountains that we can climb, another 364 days. That's what I think should happen. I really, I just think that would be incredible that for once, if only for a day... We were a huge global family, standing together, separate from politics and religion. Not more important than either of those things, but just as you know, a big global family. That's, you know, that's, I just want to see that happen. I, want, I really want to see that happen in my lifetime.
0: Amazing, I think it's going to happen. I think we start here. We put the date in our diary, the 21st of September. We put it in our diaries, we hold ourselves accountable to it, we have our family around us, and we build something in our communities to bring them all closer to us too. Jeremy, thank you so much. It was such an honour to have you. Incredible to share this time with you. And... I look forward to sharing um, more about what you're up to with the community and, and pushing that out further as well. We'll make sure to have plenty of connection points to be able to connect with you to watch the movie and to also follow the online program for the 21st of September.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's like been a real pleasure to uh, to talk to you too and to yeah to get to know you. So thank you so much for you know caring about what we're trying to do and and helping to tell um, even more people. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful, thank you very much.
0: Thank you.